Hello, world singers. My name is Brooke. And I'm Tyler. And this is Cosmere Cosmere Conversations. Welcome. We're back. Hello, everyone. So (laughs) fantastic to be here with you. We have a very special episode that we are doing. Unlike all of the other episodes of Cosmere Conversations, this is going to be our spoiler-free episode. Intro episode for Cosmere newbies. Yes. Many people would be like, why didn't you do this one first? And that's a fair question, person (laughs) out there in the interwebs. But the answer is simple. We wanted to talk like nerds, and we didn't want to be held back by any of the spoilers, and we just wanted to create a kind of a record of all the stuff that we knew about the Cosmere. Yeah, because the Cosmere is a big place. Even if you've read all the books, you know, you may not remember everything. So everything up to this point was kind of for existing fans as a quick reference to things we already know. And we wanted to create this because the Cosmere is spreading. There was just an announcement, just a fun thing to know about from Brandon that they will be creating a card game based on the Stormlight Archive. And they have already released uh, at least one of the images that will be uh, kind of as inspiration or part of this game. I don't know if it's like background of a board set or on a specific card, but it was like one of the characters, because we're not spoiling anything, (laughs) in a climactic moment uh, that was super awesome. And the Cosmere is not going to slow down. I think that what we have seen with Star Wars and Marvel Universe and DC Universe is that people like extended universe. <laughs> and the Cosmere is our favorite. Yeah. And I think like some of us probably started reading Brandon Sanderson's books and may not have known about the Cosmere, but kind of discovered it on our journey. In our time away from the mic, I have been slowly but steadily recruiting people who off the bat are like if there's an extended universe i'm in i want to know about it and so that's kind of where the inspiration for this episode came from shout out to angie there you go we are slowly creating more and more cosmere fans and you people out there are somewhere in that realm too you talk to a friend, you were online, you found out about the Cosmere, you're sharing it with your friends, you're listening to this podcast, like, this is how things spread. And we wanted to create an episode specifically as a way that you could give this episode or share this episode with anyone who had no background in the Cosmere whatsoever, maybe very brief familiarity with Brandon Sanderson, uh, but is really at the beginning of their Cosmere journey. So, and they want in yes, the whole way. Exactly. So this is for you new Cosmere fans. We hope that this episode inspires you to read all the books and then go back into our catalog and dive into the spoiler-laden episodes that we originally created. I would love to start as just kind of a, Brooke, I am now the person that knows nothing about the Cosmere, and I've just come up to you, because you are a wonderful person to talk to, and I've said, hey, you're reading these books all the time, what's going on here? Why, what's, 
What is it? What is this Cosmere that I hear so much about? Ah, yes, the Cosmere. So glad you asked. The Cosmere is a fictional universe in which many of Brandon Sanderson's novels take place. It's a dwarf galaxy that encompasses a bunch of different planets, and most of these planets also have magic. Yes, and this is the kind of exciting thing, obviously, that people are interested in. They want the fantasy, they want the epic stories, and they want magic. And Brandon Sanderson is renowned in the literary world for the creation of his magic systems. I think that many people would say, and it's probably the thing that most attracted me in the first place, is that Brandon Sanderson creates magic systems that are thoughtful, logical, and not prone to some of the pitfalls pitfalls that sometimes hits other fantasy writers. The magic systems are unique and intriguing, and they have a really great development and combination. And those magic systems exist in the Cosmere because of the origin story of this kind of dwarf galaxy and the the people there. So like, yeah, so there's like a shared mythology of the Cosmere. And you can read any of these individual Cosmere books and they're great. They're great stories. They have great characters. You know, they, they find love. They have tragedy. There are interesting things going on. And you never have to pay attention to the Cosmere if you don't want to. It's especially easier to do in Brandon Sanderson's earlier works, where he was a new author just starting out and did not as clearly connect every single bit of his stories. Uh, but it's always there in the background of all of his books. It's possible to see the connections and see the threads across the this dwarf galaxy that is made up of 10 primary planets and over 40 small planets that we don't really see action going on. But that's just to give you kind of a, a size comparison to our own galaxy, which is not a dwarf galaxy, and has thousands, millions, billions of stars with planets around most of them. So it's a small galaxy, but that allows for this kind of shared mythology to exist. So how did the Cosmere come about? Where did it come from? Fantastic question. Almost like we planned these things. I think that what is most important for new readers to understand is that in many respects, how in our world, there was a big bang that led to the expansion of our universe and all the gases coming together and forming planets and exploding and creating elements and all this stuff, and eventually life comes. The Cosmere has its own origin story. And this goes back to a moment long, long, long in the past, far beyond anyone's recollection or history's tell. Well, not quite anyone, but we'll get there. <laughs> very true, very true. Uh, but long before most people's histories uh, exist. And this all goes back to a moment that is called the shattering of adenalcium. Adenalcium, big word, 
made up fictional word only for <laughs> Brandon Sanderson, not something you would have come across in your everyday life. But adenalsium is really at the center of why the Cosmere is connected. Yeah. In the beginning, there was adenalsium. And adenalsium can be described as the power of creation. So kind of a very uh, typical representation of a god uh, figure. Yeah, and where we have this one... We don't want to call him a character, or we don't want to give a gender to the uh, adenalsium, because it really is like the power it's of creation, power, yeah. not a specific individual that you can think of as like man in a with a big long white beard and lives <laughs> in at the, the clouds. Yeah, that's not the image we want to have of adenalsium. Instead, think of just like all power bound, uh, and. Then we have the shattering of adenalsium. So this is going to be a not great thing that happens. A thing that will create all that we know in the Cosmere because adenalsium is broken or cracked or shattered and the pieces of adenalsium are broken into 16 individual shards. Well, and we should say that the shattering is a purposeful event. So long ago in a galaxy called the Cosmere, a group of individuals um, banded together and came up with a plan to shatter Adenalsium. And like you said, shattered it into these 16 pieces. Members of that group then took these little pieces, shards, of Adenalsium's power and effectively ascended to godhood. So we have 16 shards of Adenalsium that are picked up by different people. And then when those people pick up the shards, they ascend to godhood. And during the shattering, this huge cosmic power that was once Adenalsium is broken into pieces of that power that are um, specific. So kind of like how in like Christian religions, there are specific like attributes um, given to God. Adenalsium is broken into uh, things like uh, preservation, ruin, Endowment. honor. Yeah, exactly. And let's let's just keep going through, and we'll just read off from the list of shards that we know exist, but we won't go into any of the stories around uh, to keep it all spoiler-free. But we'll just say there are 16 shards, and here they are in alphabetical order. Ambition. Autonomy. Cultivation. Devotion. Dominion. Endowment. Honor. Odium. Preservation. Ruin. And one shard that we do not know the name of, but has been uh, hinted at or mentioned by Brandon in the real world, IRL, our world, uh, that it is a shard that is interested only in survival. So it's been nicknamed the survival shard. So along with the shards of adenalsium, there are a couple of other things to keep in mind to keep a watchful eye out for and that is slivers and 
splinters of adenosium, we could say. So shards of adenosium, slivers, and splinters of adenosium. Yeah, they're just kind of different versions of that breaking of adenosium's power. So a sliver would be um, a individual who has held some of the power of adenosium at some point and has released it. And there are characters that you will meet throughout the Cosmere who can be classified as slivers or slivers of infinity. And the really key thing about what makes a sliver is someone who held one of these shards, had the power of adenalsium, but no longer does. Um, and so often this can just be portrayed as like a glimpse of godlike power, but not full control. So it's not the shards anymore, but someone who had it for a second and is often like a mortal person who had it for a second, um, but has given that power up and no longer has it. Then there are splinters of adenalsium. Brooke, what is a splinter? Splinters are... Uh, pieces of adenalsium's power that have gained self-awareness. This is the more complex one because it's not as easy to see or as easy to understand uh, because there is often not a clear mortal person or character uh, that you can attribute to being a splinter, at least right up front. It, it, just know that they're there. Yeah. And, they're, they're, <laughs> and that it's possible for these little pieces of Adenalsium's power to exist on their own and to sort of manifest their own character. Yes. And that is going to become really important and significant in many of the books. I think we should also say that, as we mentioned, magic systems are big uh, things in Brandon Sanderson's Cosmere books, and all of the magic in the Cosmere is called investiture. That's like the base power that the magic comes from, and all investiture is derived from the power of Adenalsium. Exactly. So we have investiture, which is synonymous with magic, all the source of creation adenalsium is also the source of magic but because of the shattering the magic systems have become tied very directly to the specific shard that is closest or is on the same planet uh, or was part of their planet's history magic in the cosmere is different because of the different shards but has the same power source and so when you are reading, you know, your first novella or, or first work of Brandon Sanderson's, you'll be introduced to one type of magic system or another, and that is going to be uniquely tied to the shard, but the source is all the same. And I think that's really, really important to keep in mind to the big picture of the Cosmere. Yeah. So when you're jumping to a new world within the Cosmere, keep in mind that the new magic system that you're reading about is connected to the ones that you've previously seen in certain ways. Absolutely. And speaking of the kind of things that connect us through the Cosmere, we want to mention two characters. These are the only characters we're going to briefly talk about, and we won't even go into detail or spoil any of their appearances. 
but there are two characters that can be seen as connecting influences across the Cosmere. Both of them are very, very old. Both of them are, we would consider as readers, very, very wise and like our source of knowledge into the Cosmere. They kind of exist on the edges of the Cosmere in between the reader and the story. Excellent way to put it. In between the reader and the story, we have first Chris, or her full name, Chrysala. And Chris is our Cosmere scholar. She is literally a person who is working to understand the Cosmere and all of the, not epigraphs, but... The Ars Arcanums. Yes. The, at the very end of the book, there is... At the end of every book, there is an Ars Arcanum. You think it's just like a normal index like you would have in a book, but it's not. It's written from the perspective of Chris as she is figuring out the world. It's written in world. Yeah, the world that you just read about. Uh, So imagine you get this cool story about a young girl discovering magic powers or a a slave uh, fighting off an enemy. And then you have that story, you have that adventure. And then at the very end, there's even more. And this is where the secrets start to become uncovered is that Chris is giving us hints at the big connections to the Cosmere and those Ars Arcanum should never be skipped. Yeah, pro tip, always read the Ars Arcanum. Even if you think it's exactly the same as the last one you read, read every word. I promise there will be something new. Make sure to have your highlighters out because yes. there's always things you're going to be underlining. Little gems. Chris is one of those characters, but the other character is probably everyone's first exposure to something weird happening in Brandon Sanderson's books. Like, wait a minute, wasn't that mentioned? Some, who, who is this person? And this person is, that's a difficult question to answer. <laughs> we'll go with his name, one of his names, because he is not bound by space, time, or names. <laughs> this is a Hoyd, H-O-I-D. If you see the name Hoyd, if you hear Hoyd speaking, focus in. Attention should be given because Hoyd is even older than Chris. Was oh, by a lot. He's one of the... Hoyd was present at, at the Shattering. Shattering. But is not a shard or a sliver. So he knows, as far as we know, the most of anyone in the Cosmere. He he appears in, I think, almost every Cosmere story. You have probably met him already if you have done any Cosmere reading. You may not have recognized him, but as you go through the Cosmere, you will start to recognize similar descriptions. Uh, But Hoyt's very good at hiding, so don't feel bad if you don't find him. (laughs) I honestly think that this is a aspect that is very very easy to miss on some of the earlier read-throughs because literally when we say like he's in every book it might be he is mentioned in a single sentence on a single page and not even mentioned by name but only later do you find out that that was actually hoyd in some disguise so don't uh, stop reading and go back and be like, I missed Hoyd. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh, like when he is clear, which I think we can just say Hoyd has his biggest role so far in the Stormlight Archive, which is Brandon Sanderson's masterwork, his biggest work, um, and kind of probably the most 
popular or at least well-known, maybe outside of Mistborn too. But Hoyd is in that book and has many interactions with characters, so it's virtually impossible to miss him in those stories. (laughs) But in many of the other stories, it's very, very easy to miss him and his appearances. But when you see Hoyd and when you find out about all the Hoyd moments, that is a very important crossover part of the Cosmere. Brooke, one of the hardest things to understand, and and to be fair, one of the most complex and interesting and really, in my reading perspective, like motivational and inspiring and fascinating parts of the Cosmere, is what is known as realmatic theory. This is trying to give you a hint of how Brandon Sanderson's imagines this universe working, and that is a division into three different realms. Can you explain more about what we mean by romantic theory and what are the three different realms? Yes, romantic theory refers to the structure of the Cosmere, um, and I'll read a quick quote from a story. Quote, all things exist in three realms, physical, cognitive, spiritual. The physical is what we feel, what is before us. The cognitive is how an object is viewed and how it views itself. The spiritual realm contains an object's soul, its essence, as well as all the ways it is connected to the things and people around it. End quote. I think one of the ways that I originally connected my understanding of the three realms was back uh, to my readings and studies of the work of Plato, and many people might be familiar with his Allegory of the Cave, uh, and it introduces all these kind of interesting questions about like what is real and what is not, uh, but the kind of key aspect is that there are people, and then there are shadows, and then there is like a source of light uh, that is casting those shadows by striking the real people and you kind of have those three things that are playing and Plato played around with in his works uh, about like what is the source of light and what are the real physical people doing and what are the shadows doing and what is all happening in this world that we see around us. Yeah so in the Cosmere there are kind of these three storylines or timelines that are happening all the time and we don't always see all of them because much of the stories are written as you may expect in the physical realm like the normal world that we all live in with trees and flowers and animals and stuff so the physical realm as Brooke just said that's what you see around you that's where the characters that you will read about that's where the magic systems take place but there is also the cognitive and the spiritual realm that are always present. And the more you understand about the Cosmere, the more important the three different realms will be. I think the physical is the easiest one to understand, but let's talk a little bit about the cognitive or kind of the mental realm. How would you describe that? Yeah, I think that's a great way to express it. The cognitive realm is sort of the realm of the mind. Um, And I think it's really interesting because it has to do with the way that things are thought about or represented. They sort of manifest in that way in the cognitive realm. There is a concept that philosophers on Earth 
IRL have called uh, uh, the nuosphere, which is basically a way of talking about the combined mental production of all of humanity sometimes this is just like represented as the internet because it's like it's not our physical bodies but it is that's a good representation yeah Yeah. cognitive realm is the internet (laughs) kind of yeah and like it's interesting to think of it that way because it's like a collection of millions of thousands of people's thoughts Thoughts. yeah and ideas and opinions and consciousnesses i think the only uh kind of line that I would want to draw between thinking of it just as the internet is that interesting part of the cognitive realm is that not only is it the thoughts that you have about yourself, but it's also the way that a collective group can think about an object or an idea. For example, honor. What is honor? And then what would happen if everybody's answer to that question. I ask you, I ask Brooke, I ask my mom, I ask everybody, what is honor? And they give me an answer. And then you combined all those answers and what would exist? What would start to manifest itself from all of those different answers of honor? And then imagine that there was a place where that existed and it was like manifesting itself. It was like people are talking about honor a whole bunch. So I have to exist as honor not what honor may look like in the physical realm, but what we think honor is. I know that's complicated and we're getting very philosophical, but it's the fun part for me to talk about. Do you want to talk about the spiritual realm? I absolutely want to talk about the spiritual realm because this is the hardest thing to understand. Remember when I mentioned previously, Plato's concept of the sun or light, the spiritual realm is what contains all of the souls or essences of people, objects, and ideas. It is the unseen energy that permeates all of the world. Most of the power that makes up the shards exists in the spiritual realm. And when we're talking about our magic systems, like what is powering the magic systems, Mm -hmm. that's the spiritual realm. The spiritual realm is where like the energy of both life and therefore thought uh, and investiture, all of that energy is coming out of the spiritual realm. That energy, as you said, is also coming through as the power of life and is present in all living beings in something that in the Cosmere we call the spirit web. This is the most advanced aspect of today's episode, but the spirit web is not just a person's kind of individual soul. That's one way to imagine it. Uh, but it's it's the connections between a person's essence, a person's soul, and everything else around them. So Brooke and I's spirit webs in the Sandersonian universe would be connected because we have a personal relationship much more than my spirit web might be connected to you listener but we would have a little connection (laughs) uh and then compared to like a ant or a tiny microscopic creature um you know smaller and smaller connections but amongst everything there is a spirit web and all things through the web are connected to one another 
Yes. And then individuals have their own personal spirit web, which I like the description of it as spiritual DNA Mm, and their specific uh, spiritual heritage and kind of all of the things that make you who you are, not just in a physical way, but your like experiences and emotions and uh, the things that you are like programmed on a spiritual level to be. And when we're looking at the magic systems of these different worlds, because all investiture, all magic comes from the spiritual realm, it's important to recognize that our magic users have something interesting about their spirit webs. We won't go into like the differences of different planets and stuff, but there is a quote uh, that I love and I think kind of gets at how all of these realms are connected. Uh, And the quote, I'm paraphrasing now, but the quote is basically, in any conversation between two individuals, there are actually six people present. There are the two people as they see themselves. There are the two people as they see one another. And there are the two people as they really are, as they their true spirit is. So it's like there's a true Tyler. And then there is the mental image that I have of myself and the way that I project myself to the outside world. And I like try to be funny or I try to be witty and I try to have intelligent conversations. Like all of that is my manifestation, my kind of cognitive Tyler. Uh, And then there is the way that Brooke sees me and she doesn't have all my thoughts or have all my feelings, but she sees me and has a creation of Tyler that is talking to her. So that's three Tylers that are in this conversation (laughs) and there's three Brooks and then there's all of you with all of your three. And so I just see that as kind of a connecting idea that there are many things going on, even in what might be a very simple conversation. Yeah. I think that's a good uh, sort of depiction of the echo Mm. that exists across all three realms in the Cosmere. If this is like way too complicated for you, just know that all three realms are connected and that connection will play into the magic and the stories that you see. That's a fantastic way of putting it, Brooke, and just kind of concluding all of the nonsense that I was talking about. (laughs) So thank you there. For those of you that have listened to this episode and are interested and are totally excited about jumping into the Cosmere, welcome. We are so so excited to have you here. This is literally all we talk about. (laughs) I think that there are going to be a lot of questions. And if you have questions, you're welcome to reach out to us. Uh, We are everywhere on the internet. We are on the Reddit. We have a Facebook page, Cosmere Conversations on Twitter. Yeah, so if you are just getting into the Cosmere books and you have some additional questions on just like basic structure of the Cosmere, things you should pay attention to, hit us up. We can either message you back or if we think it's, you know, a real good question, we can make another little mini episode for you. And we think that hopefully being able to have this introductory episode to new Cosmere readers will only inspire people in the future to listen to all of our other episodes (laughs) as well. So we have a back catalog of specific things um, that are 
talked about in a lot more detail. Romantic theory, Hoyd, different moments from books, different characters, so on and so on. There's a lot of stuff there. It is very fun if you are uh, maybe a new book is coming out and you've read everything, but you want like quick reminders. Uh, so use the back catalog for that. We definitely think that there are many things to explore uh, in the Cosmere, and we're happy to have all of the new listeners and new readers. And every episode, we like to end the same way, which is a quote from the Stormlight Archive, but we will not tell you about its significance (laughs) other than saying, Brooke, would you take us away? Until next time, life before death. Strength before weakness. Journey before destination. Destination.